0: generous, just so that we can share some stuff. Uh, Well, I'm delighted to be uh, speaking to Kirk Miller today on this uh, You Optimize podcast. And uh, we get the chance to uh, learn a little bit about what Kirk does. I had the opportunity and the privilege to meet with Kirk and the team when they had an event in London, one of the best events I've ever been to, the level of organization, the, the sort of energy in the room, the food, seriously, off the charts. And... One thing that was super unique about Kirk's event, I'm just sort of slightly sort of saying how, how amazed I am to be you know, able to share stuff and discuss things and projects with Kirk. Uh, he, for each attendee, he had a card really acknowledging their presence and, and saying something very personal, which was like incredible. So Kirk, real privilege to um, have been at your event, to have some, learn some of the work that you're doing, and we we're looking forward to doing some collaborations in the mm-hmm. future. So. Um, we're just going to talk, uh, relatively uh, a short sort of, uh, podcast around what you do with your day and, 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 and then maybe we could touch upon some of the work that you're doing and, and the sort of exciting projects that you have, but a little bit about, but you, I, so just a tiny bit of introduction, Kirk yeah. is a footballer, premier league footballer. He has this <laughs> mission and passion to, uh, help us all be healthy, but at, uh, at a really remarkable level fitness and then build in a whole bunch of other capabilities so that we can all be more effective and productive so kirk uh amazing to have you, Did you just say a little bit about you and and then yeah we'll start into thank
1: thank, thank, thank you so much honestly dr mahmoud you're an absolute legend and i'm so grateful that gary the legend himself mr rhodes introduced yeah. us and it was an absolute honor to have you at the event um so appreciate the kind words um a little bit about background for people listening um i'd love to say i, I, I made it made it as a premiership footballer but Unfortunately, um, and I won't ramble on too much about my story, but it, it does add context to, to to obviously what drives me now in trying to help people. Um, my dream of being a professional footballer was going pretty smooth uh, until the age of about twenty. So I've been at Coventry City Football Club from the age of ten to twenty. Uh, one of the few people that can say uh, uh, to hear that I yeah. um turned down Manchester United at thirteen. And that was due to a lack of belief that the Mm. the Coventry council estate mentality let me down just Mm. at that moment where you've got that two choices, right? You you take the safe option, which was stay with Coventry. who offered me a professional contract at the age of 13, which was heard up up at the time, or I take a chance on, you know, my boyhood dream, which was to play for Manchester United, Mm. uh, chose the safe option. Fast forward to seven years later, that so-called safe option, uh wasn't. I get released in a 30-second conversation by Gary McAllister, very famous ex-Scotland international football. He played for Liverpool, played for Leeds. Mm. Uh, he told me I wasn't good enough. And that was the first time in my life to hear that um, I got told to my face, unfortunately, you're not good enough. And I'll be honest here, I, I folded. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, you stalk what you do, uh, you know, because life goes on and I, I'd attach my whole identity to be mm. a footballer when deep down it's what I did not who I was. And then like many people, when your first sort of career path or, or, or expectation isn't met, you're like, what do you do? Mm. So even though during that period, I, I, I was still in shape because my only security blanket at here was, was in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. I, that was, I couldn't wait to get to the gym that one hour of the day, because that was the only area of my life I had certainty. Um, but I was lost, retrained as a, a gas engineer, plumber, Yes, I got lost in life for five six years as a plumber. Nothing against plumbers, but uh, I'm not on this earth to be a plumber, and I wasn't a very good one. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so so look, uh, I I then um, sort of got lost in life. I'd say for about five or six years, mm-hmm. um, and, and live for the weekend. So there's no anyone listening to this who's, who's who's maybe checks me out afterwards and maybe looks at my body and, and looks up at the front end. Now it might look pretty. That okay, got good business. You yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful fiance. Great clients, great communities. We've just shared, uh, but God, I've had some ups and downs, to say the least. Um, you know, I was a car crash. You know, uh, had a lot of problems at, at weekends during that period. Live for the weekend, drink and worse. Um, and I think I think looking back then, it was it was probably too obvious mm. uh, for me to focus on how, health and fitness and coaching as a career. Um, because I think back then the uh, personal training and coaching, it wasn't really seen as a Mm. a serious career, if I'm honest, uh, you know, to hear. And, Mm. uh, you know, fast forward to 2010, um, after years of boring my friends to death with, um, the looking at men's health and I could be on the front cover of that men's health, you know, I've got a better body and all this stuff. Um, my friend, uh pushed me to enter the competition uh yeah Sophia, i owe a lot to she pushed me to enter the men's health competition where they used to do a yearly competition uh to hear yeah. uh, thousands of guys and they wanted a relatable guy normal guy who was in shape maybe had a bit of a good de- decent story yeah. and yeah look thankfully i won and i suppose to say the rest is history i've had some bumps in the road since of course but yeah. that's really what got me into coaching so it's 26 i'm on about professionally because deep down i've been coaching my whole life you know yeah, what yeah. was what was interesting to hear even from the age of 20 to 25 six um i was basically coaching in my opinion without getting paid so whoever i trained with yeah. i was always the bossy one in the sessions because yeah. i was so passionate about helping people with technique and all that stuff yeah, yeah. um but it was glamelly obvious i think i let the knockbacker get of getting told i wasn't good enough by coventry control me and um lack of confidence internally for sure mm. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, when I won the men's health competition, I, I I just decided there and then if I don't take this opportunity now to follow my passion, follow my heart and be brave Mm -hmm. and step into the unknown, then I'm going to live with regret. And, uh, long story short, qualified as a personal trainer, Mm -hmm. quit my job with five hours personal training literally that was all i had guaranteed and and all i cared at that point to hear i'm bearing in mind i'm 26 and i was living with two of my friends um and i was living in a box room because that's all i could afford at the time and uh quit my job of five hours personal training i didn't even have a car to get to personal training sessions this is gospel um yeah. i remember being like maybe part embarrassed at the time you know you i literally had to borrow a friend's van to drive to personal training sessions the reason I asked to borrow the van as well was just in case personal training didn't work, I could still maybe do some plumbing jobs on the side and, and, and just have enough to sort of pay the bills and, and, and live basically. And um, thankfully I didn't, uh, even though that, that van kept breaking down and I kept having to get taxis to get to personal training sessions that I wasn't late. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Uh, as we've spoke about privately,
0: hmm.
1: the universe has a funny way of moving things in alignment to you when you're following your heart you yeah. are doing things with the right intentions, because I'd say within three or four weeks, I had a full, full diary of clients. Right. Um, managed to save maybe within a three months enough for a car, and and very quickly become you know one of the most established coaches in in Coventry. Uh, I was making more money in less time than I had for years. Of course, as a as a as a plumber, um, that was simply by being so passionate about helping people and trying to be the best personal trainer I could be. Um, And and then you get to a stage with the personal training where you're thinking, okay, I I love helping people, but there's only so many people I can help Mm. in uh, a week. Mm. Uh, And with the greatest respect to my personal training ability back then, um, I I I was brilliant in the gym. And maybe this is something we can unpack, but I didn't really understand on a granular level what was actually needed to help someone manage their lifestyle outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Because for anyone listening, if you're someone listening and you you're inconsistent with your health and fitness, and you, you're struggling to drop weight, or you just you don't look or feel the way you want to, your body doesn't feel robust. It's not just down to the three, four, five hours in the gym. It's the management of things like you know your movement, your, your sleep, your food, your emotions, uh, beliefs, identity, um, all these things that influence human behavior. And our mm-hmm. state management, of course, and our state, of course, dictates what we do and the choices we make. I didn't understand this back then. Uh, uh, to hear, so I would say, again, just fast tracking my story is, as, as as much as I can because I know we're we're time. No, time, time
0: no, no, it. no, but it's fascinating, and, and I mean, what comes across is that you know you you're curious, you're um, reflective, and uh, and and you're insightful. So over a period of time, from a personal journey, you've been able to hone a whole set of very Specific and targeted, and um, shortcuts to get people amazing results that you're achieving now. Well, so all of that's happened; it's been absolutely necessary for you to uh, be as uh, effective as you are now.
1: No, I, I absolutely. I mean, so 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 I've gone from obviously knowing what it took to help yeah. someone live better, squat better, push, pull all that stuff. Yeah. Um, But then, my, my I'd say my biggest passion, and and it's no coincidence that results, service, business, brand, reputation have grown since. Mm-hmm. uh the the last five six seven eight years uh, my fascination with you know human behavior and um, why people do what they do um understanding people's world world on a granular level um has it, been an obsession to me uh mm-hmm. because I believe there's a lot of coaches out there and I was one of them so there's no judgment mm-hmm. um if you have a trainer like this or you're a trainer listening to this like this um where I think the minimum requirements these days Uh, to hear to be a a coach and trainer is you need to understand how to help someone train effectively Mm -hmm. get their steps in um guide them on food quality and food quantity sleep right basic fundamentals that's Mm -hmm. great but if you can't influence someone's belief or understand their their how they see themselves and help someone control their emotions they're never going to implement the things you ask them to do on a week to week basis. And how I can say that with so much certainty, having coached thousands of people now, you know, the best part of 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was as simple as the training plan, the diet plan and just telling someone to walk more and sleep earlier, why is it that millions of people are not in shape? Millions of people are struggling with the deeper aspects of health, which obviously me, you and Gary, and some of our friends have spoke about on a granular level. Mm. And why is it people are totally unaware of, of certain things? And especially if, they're, if people are in their forties, forties, fifties, and sixties, if you truly haven't mastered the, the, the basic fundamentals of, of, of health and, and all been able to maintain consistency, uh, the, the, the just having a, a, the plan alone isn't isn't is the problem. So yeah. yeah, I evolved. Just going back to again the the journey and what where I'm at where I'm at now. I went from then I decided I got to a point in Coventry where it was. You start questioning. I'm sure you've had these moments as well to hear in career where you, you reach a certain level and then you start questioning is this it? And you can you can the fear of boredom can kick in and you start thinking okay you know, is this what I'm going to be doing now for the next five to 10 years? And I knew I needed mm. to test myself. And, uh, I then decided I needed to move to London for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to test myself in, a, in, in, obviously a major city. Mm. Two, I didn't believe I was going to find my, my, my queen and my princess in Coventry for the greatest effect of Coventry. And, um, I, I just wanted to challenge and, and grow and be, put myself in a comfortable environment and moved to London. Again, became very busy with personal training very quickly, um, Started working online then. Uh, started mm-hmm. online coaching, mm-hmm. uh, not very well if I'm honest because I didn't understand again structure systems like how to help manage someone uh, outside of the gym. Uh, and then I've had I've, I've had lots of mentors since. I've got a fantastic mentor now in Phil Graham, um, and he helped me take all of this coaching expertise. And as you saw at the event. Uh, mm-hmm. to hear now I'm constantly a work in progress still nowhere near where I want to be mm-hmm. uh, but through Phil's help and leaning on great peers who've been there got the t-shirt in in, in different areas mm-hmm. Um, you know b- built, built great team now um, and where they have skill sets I don't have but collectively all we're obsessed with doing now is um, creating the best possible outcome in the most simplified manner for a- any single person who, who works with us and as you saw at the event, my passion uh, to hear isn't just to help someone look good, because that's pretty easy when you get someone implemented structure and all the fundamentals I've just said, mm. it's to create a mental upgrade, an emotional upgrade, and give them life-changing experiences too. Because I, I think when you can help someone not only transform physically, but Mm. Build a strong superior mindset and genuinely live with confidence internally as well as externally, and then layer that with experiences around great people. Mm. Your, your chances of having a healthier, happier life skyrocket instrumentally, in my opinion. It's 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 undeniable. You know, if you can tick as many of these boxes as possible. Mm. Um, so my my passion now is 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 literally, yeah, just to you know, tick all of these boxes and then create lasting change. You know, the program built to last, what we yeah. do is, is there for a reason. Um, So it's it's built to last. I think there's too many people being failed. We spoke about this before we kicked this podcast off. I think there's too many people being too many people being failed with health, with, 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 with um, body, with bones, with blood, like quick fixes. They, they, they just don't work. Yes. You can help someone overcome a bump in the road, but it really does, you know, create, great, you know, you need, you need quality to deliver lasting change.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, the impressive thing about you and the work that you're doing is you're synthesizing a whole bunch of experiences and expertise that you have gained over a long period of time, you know, having operated at a very high level yourself and the people that you work with and you're making it tangible and practicable and actionable in a very sort of specific tactical way for each of the people that you Mm -hmm. are coaching. So, and the fact that you're so comprehensive and you're actually less worried about the the physical form, it's the other things that underpin it, the foundation, the fuel that you know makes everything possible um, and this is why you know your 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 success is you know so well you know so well founded um, so so that's you know it's seriously this is this is why it's such a privilege to 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 work with you and to highlight your work to others and for them to take advantage of the services and the, s- the support that you offer. So just looking at uh, just your sort of um, sort of day or your sort of routine for mm-hmm. the day, if you like, are, are there any particular things that you would like to share or highlight um, that you do that helps you be more productive? Because we're curious about all of us, yes. th- this idea that you sh- say, and I completely identify with it, that we're a work in progress. So, you know, we could be X number mm-hmm. of decades. And we're still mm. work in progress because we're still in a state of growth. We're still looking to mm. sort of fine-tune improve, adjust, respond to the changes in our environment. So, what sort of things do you do in your day to help you be uh, just a fraction more productive, or yeah, yeah, get more out of your day?
1: No, it's a great question. I mean, I've tried so many different things, <laughs> different routines. I think we we've, we've joked about this privately as well. And I've been full transparency. I've been the guy that has tried every different type of morning routine <laughs> from yeah. journaling first thing to doing five things before I get into work to um trying to train in the morning trying to train later uh, just so many different things doing a walk first breathing first meditating <laughs> we've all tried these things yeah. and i don't i never want to force my way on anyone but um i have a a a bit of a sentence or phrase that i w- i i think would benefit everybody yeah. Whatever your thing is. Yeah. Right. Because I totally appreciate people listening to this, probably have uh, a, a partner, husband, wife, children, uh, clients to attend to. So, they've got lots of people really
0: mm.
1: trying to uh, grab their attention away from themselves. Yeah. But I don't believe anyone is that busy to do something, even if it's for a few minutes, that serves your mind, body, or both first thing in the morning. Because if you straight from the get-go, open up your emails, open up your WhatsApps, put on TV, listen to the radio, go on social media, you're focusing on someone else's agenda. And all it takes is one trigger to throw Mm -hmm. you off track. And then that can affect your whole day and your state management. Remember our decisions follow our state management. So Mm -hmm. if we can do something first thing, whether it's due with our mindset, Body or both, that is yeah. putting our state in an empowering state and, and giving to ourselves first. I think no matter what happens after that, you're going to be so much more resilient and control we decision making across the rest of the day in business, in personal, with health and fitness, of course. Um, but yeah, in terms of myself and this is where I'm trying not to be too rigid, even at this stage in my life uh, to here yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right now. And this might change in six months, 12 months yeah. right now, because of the way businesses, my lifestyle is, what what time I go to bed and get up, all this type of stuff at the minute. Um, once I get up, uh, I have uh, a, a glass of water with my vitamins and things yeah. like that. Um, but then, at the minute I'm, I'm training first thing yeah and the reason i do that and a lot of our clientele do the same mm-hmm. i think when you run your own business and teams growing client bases growing pressures challenges all these different things are stacking up
0: mm.
1: what i found when i was when i've been training or when i was training a little bit later Mm. or my previously preferred time, say of late morning or even early afternoon. The problem was that sometimes I would end up rushing my own session because you'd say to yourself, I'll just do that one more task. I'll just do that one more email. Mm. Before you know it, that time that you've dedicated to you is compressed. So that can cause a little bit of stress. And again, you put other people's needs before yours too much and look if you've got kids you've got clients i totally get it right i I, i'm someone who will go above and beyond for anyone i coach i care for and love but remember this you can't give what you don't have you have to fill your cup up to some degree first and i just find that i look at that that exercise whether i'm running whether i'm lifting uh to i look at that as my mental medicine that is the key input to help me perform at my absolute best for the rest of the day. A lot of people talk about wanting to have more energy, wanting to have more confidence. You can't just wish for more confidence and energy. And you might be someone listening to this like me who is naturally full of energy. You might be naturally confident on the exterior. My challenge to you is if you're someone who's neglected working out or getting some movement in or doing something for you first thing. If you have a certain level of confidence and energy, having not served yourself first, how much more confidence and energy would you have if you filled your cup up? Even if it was five to ten minutes, it could be breathing, it could be some push-ups, it could be a five minute walk, it could be it could be anything. But or a little bit of mobility, a little bit of stretching, but remember movement shifts mood. I, I really yeah. believe especially in places like London and Dubai, you know, where I'm based between now, there's so much more stress and, and and hecticness in life. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy for people and things to grab our attention and deviate us from what we're actually trying to focus on and what we're trying to achieve. And I'm lucky uh, to hear, as you've seen at the event to work with incredible, uh, lots of incredible, successful people. I'm also blessed to work with people who are, might be successful, but they're an absolute car crash when it comes to their own health and body and if mm-hmm. I look at the common denominator of the the sorry the comment the, the the common difference between people who are successful and healthy mm-hmm. and generally more happy as opposed to the people that are successful but unhealthy in pain and reactive with their behavior the people who for me have got their shit together a little bit more they exercise and move their body more. And I think there's yeah. so, many, so many ripple effect benefits to moving your body, especially first thing. I think one of the biggest challenges globally of why people are overweight and healthy is they can't manage food. They struggle mm-hmm. to manage food volume. All right. Every single person that I've ever coached likes eating lots of food. And if we think that is the biggest challenge when it comes to uh managing our body weight, our shape, our energy, our mood, et cetera. It's amazing what a bit of movement first thing can do to your decision making from there, from my experience. And we've got stats and data on all the clients we've ever worked with. Mm. If someone moves a little bit, whether it's a walk, cardio, lifting session, as early as possible in the day, eating decisions are generally better afterwards. Why do, I, why do I think that as well? Mm. I believe one of the biggest challenges and problems, again, globally, is the all-or-nothing mentality, especially when people are older. Mm. If they can't do something perfect, they don't do it at all. Mm. There's no judgment on that because I've been that guy. Put off projects and tasks because I can't do it perfect. It's basically procrastination. And I think because the older you get, especially when you've got a partner, you've got children to think about, it's very rare you're going to have a perfect week which is why people put off things. I I just think um, if you can just move your body, even get a, a shorter session in as early as you possibly can, whether it's in the morning or late morning or midday latest, do that for a week, do that for two weeks and watch how much more effective you are. But equally, not to contradict that, mm. um, of course, there are some days where you might not be able to do that. One of my biggest tips and again, I don't want to be too forthright with with my views yeah, on this uh, tier, but this is this is my bag. Um, I don't. I'm not good at many things, but, but but I know what works in this 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 game. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that has kept me in shape for the best part of three decades yeah. and has allowed to uh, create lasting change in clientele who've worked with previous trainers and online coaches and couldn't achieve the consistency they now have yeah. is having a best case scenario and a minimum case scenario okay. with all of the key core drivers that contribute towards a healthier body for example um, if you if you ha- every single person when they look at their weekly calendar is yeah. going to have a best case scenario yeah. when it comes to their training so for example a best case scenario for one of our clientele might be uh, getting in four lifting sessions in the week Hitting seventy thousand steps across the week, okay. So if we tie in training and movement here with 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 with, with um this 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 scenarios is best case scenario is you get all your sessions in, you get your steps in. A minimum a minimum standard uh, scenario or worst case scenario if we're trying to stay consistent might be instead of getting four sessions in that might last forty five minutes to an hour, I said this to a client the other day. Mm. How about getting three in that are twenty minutes? where you're not doing all your sets, but less but high quality and with intent and purpose beats mm. doing the And then even with your movement, even on a bad week, can we make sure we, we, we never go below 50K steps across the week? And the reason I'm a big fan of having these best and worst case scenarios across a week, I think the problem is if we get too granular on a daily basis, there's so many things that can throw us off on a daily basis, when people have genuine live curveballs or you have to pick their kid up early from school or, uh, you know, they're on a plane or a hotel. Mm. It just takes the heat at the situation and reduces the stress of managing movement in particular. So I would have a best-case scenario and a minimum-case scenario.
0: Yeah,
1: A worst-case scenario, sorry. And then with food, um, I I think, and, and obviously at the time of this podcast, we're filming this at the end of January, so many people kick off a health and fitness journey, especially in January, with mm. right, this is the year. I'm gonna follow the meal plan to the T, right? I'm gonna yeah. follow that diet plan. Yeah. To here, I've been doing this a long time, right?
0: Mm.
1: Diet plans alone categorically do not work. Yeah, right. They do not work like for 52 weeks because especially when people are 40, 50, 60, unless you can live in the same environment. the same choices with the same circumstances for 52 weeks of the year it's impossible to eat the same food every day right if especially if you want to eat out restaurants and be relaxed at weekends and go on a holiday you just simply don't have the the same options now you can be very close of course and and make better choices but i don't want to go off on that tangent but with food Mm. a best case scenario if you're trying to eat optimally with health might be Stick to your meal plan for seven days a week. Literally, you follow it to the gram. Yeah. A minimum standard scenario, or a worst case scenario. So we're never, in abbreviated terms, off it with our food and health. Might yeah. be. How about instead of worrying about trying to stick to the perfect diet plan, we just look at this basic principle of every single time I eat, I'm going to make sure I eat at least a large, uh, palmful of protein. Mm-hmm. I have a large palmful of healthy, real food carbs, so non-processed, yeah. and I have half a palmful of something that's healthy fats, e.g., half an avocado or something, right? And I minimise added sugar, or yeah. even if you want to strip it back than that. If someone had no aspirations of following a diet plan, or just life got in the way, and they think, ah, oh, what do I do with my food? And they just literally thought every single time I eat, is it real food? Is the minimize added sugar? And can I eat some prote- protein every single time I, I add some food? I promise you that by default, when you uh, eat protein, you eat high quality food, and you minimize added sugar. By default, you'll control your calories. Why? Because generally, real food and high quality protein will give you mm. more food volume per calorie. Yeah. Okay. And you are less likely to overeat and binge because if you're minimizing added sugar, you're less likely to want to snack and eat more because generally sugar foods doesn't fill you up. Now, again, if you're listening to this, I'm not this person that's saying you can't eat these things. I have relaxed meals. I have, I eat out, I drink alcohol from time to time, but if you can just abide by these best case and minimum case scenarios. And for many people ask yourself this, how would your year look in terms of your health, energy, and weight if you never, dropped below your worst case scenarios on a, on a daily slash weekly basis so for most people who are struggling with consistency if they got three 20 to 30 minute sessions in a week every week as opposed to trying to stress about trying to do four or five hour sessions and and then they got 60 to 70k steps in every week worst case 50k steps every week and then even with their food, if they never followed a meal plan, never tracked a calorie, but just focused on eating protein every time they 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 add they they add some food and minimize added sugar and and, and, and processed food, but as much as they want from real food. And then they concentrate on trying to get seven hours sleeping. Honestly, to tear that just simplifies management of what we call core drivers, which is training mm-hmm. stimulus, movement food quality, food quantity, water and sleep. Um, Again, if if people want me to get even more granular than that, um, the way you want to simplify these inputs that by default take care of how you look and how you feel and confidence, all this type of stuff, training stimulus and movement is energy out. So that's your expenditure. Food quality and food quantity is energy in. Your body weight and body shape is generally going to be the, the difference between the two. And then you've got water and sleep, which I call health essentials. Okay. And again, sleep, I'm no sleep guru, but one thing I do know about sleep, if you sleep better by default, you'll generally eat better because most people overeat when they're tired, stressed. Most people get stressed when they're tired. Okay. Um, And a lot of people as well, when they are underhydrated, generally want to eat more food. They're not actually hungry. They're just dehydrated. So that's what I would just say. If you can just have a, a best case scenario minimal case scenario then um uh, honestly you, you would take take the seriousness out of um uh, managing health um, from, from my 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 perspective and um i could tell you the three things that i believe influence whether or not you're going to do these things okay. <laughs> okay okay so please yeah so for me uh again i don't want to overwhelm anyone but but as i said i'm just trying to add as much value as i possibly can on this podcast amazing thank you yeah um if if you're still scratching your head going okay but kirk i i know i need to i know i need to train i know i need to get some steps in i know i need to watch my food quality and manage my portions and i know i need to drink some water and go to bed as early as i can right but i'm not doing it it's usually one of three reasons one a lack of belief yeah, If you've failed more than a few times, uh, people can start telling themselves a, a, a limiting belief that because they failed a few times and there could be a magnitude of reasons for that, that they're not good enough to adhere to the inputs that are going to create a healthy body, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and my challenge to that, I guarantee if you're listening to this, whatever career status you have, you have demonstrated in your life at some point, you have overcome a limited belief, right? Okay. I guarantee it. Many people, um, if they're still going, yeah, but i have never have. Most people listening to this have got to a position in their career that at some point was just an aspiration. Mm. Um, I'm yet to meet anyone who's got to a level in their career, whether it be working for a company or owning their own business, which hasn't had to violate a limit belief where they didn't think they could do something, where they mm. overcome it through either hard work or learning something to push past that boundary so if you've done it in one area mm. i promise you i'm nothing special and my clients are nothing special when you look at the results we have okay if i can build if, if i can do this mm. and i come from the background that i have i woke up the age of six at the age of three sorry uh to here i could move my legs was in plaster and parish for three years i'd dodgy knees i got told i'd never be able to run never to play football if if i can do it just through consistency and, and pushing past the limiting beliefs you can if you've demonstrated you overcome limiting beliefs in one area you can do it with your health and fitness and especially if you had a bad experience with a trainer or someone told you at some point in your life that you're fat you're overweight you're not good enough mm. i right, don't let that control you especially when you have proof already that you, you, you've you obviously told yourself something in that moment where you lack belief before. What did you tell yourself in that moment that helped you overcome that hurdle? What were the words? What did you do with your body? Who did you lean on? What did you do? Okay, and try and replicate that in that area. The second reason, as I've, as I've touched on uh, before, is state management. People can't control their emotions, yeah. right? And you cannot have physical consistency Mm. without emotional consistency, right? Most people who uh, over overeat or or have reactive behavior, whether it's due with drink, drugs, cheat it, whatever it is, and I'm not perfect, I've done lots of those stupid things, it's because they can't control their emotions. And I generally think that if someone has d- demonstrated, and for me, certainly during those plumbing years, I couldn't control my emotions at the weekend, hence I was all over the shop. Usually it's a sign And this might go a little bit deep to hear. And hopefully Mm. you get permission to share this. And this is from a place of love because I've been there. Mm. If someone is consistently having reactive behavior patterns and, and erratic emotions that's influencing decisions, I generally think you're not happy with who you are, how you see yourself. You're in relationships you probably shouldn't be in. And you're probably in a career you should be doing. And there's zero judgment. I know what it's like to be in a career for six years that wasn't me right when you aren't happy with what you do or who you spend time with right you're going to meet your needs in disempowering ways with things that aren't good for you because if you i really believe and again to hear i've coached so many people where i've noticed these patterns and trends if you're doing something for 40 50 60 hours a week and you aren't fulfilled and It's it's not aligned to your purpose in any way. You don't feel like it's meeting your needs where you're contributing, you're growing. There's maybe an area of significance. You are inevitably going to have to meet those needs in disempowering ways to let off some steam. For many people, it's drink and drugs and food, okay? So um, if you're struggling with your, your emotions and you think, why do I keep having these erratic behavior patterns? Look at what you're doing, who you spend time with, what are the things that are really triggering those emotions? Like what times of the day, what mm. times of the week, what places do you find where you have these negative emotional triggers that aren't doing you any favors, mm. the way you feel guilty afterwards, right? Don't make negative emotions either a bigger deal than what they are. I think a lot of people live in la-la land of thinking that negative emotions, they shouldn't have. They make you appreciate the positive. And I don't know about going a little bit a bit cliche here, but mm. like usually I look at emotions as a cue that I need to grow more, do more, learn more, or mm. seek help from someone. It's it, I I treat it as a positive feedback. If I'm feeling an emotion that isn't, you know, we all know when we feel a bit shitty, a little bit stressed, or a little bit anxious,
0: yeah.
1: That's that's the universe talking to you. What are you going to do to overcome that? And action always trumps anxiety, always at least at least gives you more hope that you can overcome that feeling. But a lot of people bury their head in the sand, okay? And also with the emotions as well to hear, especially when it comes to health and fitness. Mm. Um, I think another reason why people struggle with their emotions on a health and fitness journey is that perfectionist mentality again. People have unrealistic expectations of where they should be, how they should look. And what they should have achieved and their living conditions aren't aligned to their expectations Mm. so if they're not reaching that target or say they drop in weight for four weeks and then all of a sudden the weight plateaus Mm. that isn't what they expected and when when how we live and what we do isn't aligned to our expectations that's Mm. when we experience discomfort with our emotions and then the pocket mentality comes in And, and I think so many people have this cycle of perfect not perfect and 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 then behavior patterns follow the third thing yeah. and this is what we touched on at the start
0: yeah
1: um you know and you kindly said about my community um i really i really believe and it's on this uh, confidence checklist of course that we had on the um on the yeah. event the third thing if you want to make your job easier when it comes to making choices with your training food lifestyle that are aligned to the health you want the confidence you want the movement etc is environment environment is huge yeah. absolutely huge uh you know there's a great book uh, atomic habits yeah uh by james clear i mean he's got some incredible quotes um around environment but one always sticks out and that is your environment is the invisible hand that shapes your behavior mm-hmm. It really does. I mean, the sentence that I wrote on the card, of course, you know, when you were at the event, mm. uh, I've got it in front of me now. There was a reason I left that till last on the confidence checklist uh, to hear. And mm. anyone listening to this, if you, if, if, if you, if any of this has resonated, resonated, and you're you don't have a hundred percent confidence that your current environment is aligned to the life you want, the health you want, or whatever is important to you, finish this sentence. The person or peer group that will help me live with the mindset, health, and happiness I really want year-round is. So I'm going to repeat that sentence. It's the person or peer group that will help me live with the mindset, health, and happiness I really want year-round is. Finish that sentence. Who in your life really, genuinely has your best interests at heart, really wants to make you better, likes to uplift your spirits, is a good influence when it comes to your health, internally and externally? Who naturally energizes you? Because I think there's energy chargers and there's energy drainers to here, and if I look at, and, and maybe people can do this, especially if you're, I mean, I'm 40 now, whether you're 40, whether you're 50, whether you're 30, you have enough evidence in your life. If you look back the last 10, 20, 30 years to notice patterns and trends of when life went a little bit smoother, you achieved more success, you felt better about yourself, uh, things tended to go, uh, you know, the doors opened up, opportunities opened up. And I can almost guarantee that during these periods, you were around people who held you to held you to a higher standard, were a good influence on you, and made you better, encouraged you. Mm-hmm. And that those three things, I, I probably feel that's probably why I've <laughs> I've gone off from one here to here. I mm-hmm. probably not probably I'm I'm totally obsessed on 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 those things of shifting someone's belief. Um Really helping someone get a grip on how they see themselves, their emotional control, their identity, and really trying to create the most empowering environment possible um, to influence the things to do with training, movement, food, etc. That that people say they should be doing, right, but but aren't.
0: Yeah, yeah. This
1: was,
0: try- yeah. This is this is awesome. Seriously, you, you've been super generous, and it just just. Uh illustrates you know how incredibly um detailed and thoughtful and uh, generous you are in terms of the effort and the energy that you bring to you know all your sort of contributions and so on so this is why people get an incredible out, uh, set of results with their when they train with you and why you've been you know incredible in in terms of sharing your sort of understanding about you know what really helps shift uh, people's thinking Uh, you know, their their sort of whole system to be able to achieve the best results. So, um, you know, focusing on their belief, uh, this uh, managing the the state. Yeah,
1: thank you, To Even just to simplify even more, because, I mean, I've probably chucked a lot of people listening to this, if you're still listening, by the way. Um, Well, I've got got
0: pages and pages of notes, so. uh,
1: It's fine. You know what I would say, again, just to, again, strip back any overwhelm, if if people, they might think, okay, where do I start? Even, Even as a simplified thing, they could do today for tomorrow yeah I uh, say this to clients you know when they're stuck in a rut or they just feel like they need to, to realign uh realign and focus on what they want mm. um don't end a work day without knowing the next day when am going to move or exercise don't end a work day and I encourage you to do it before you sign off from work so you can enjoy your family time okay but your last work task of the day if you're trying to create a little bit of momentum, just that first mm. step to create that momentum, don't end a work day without knowing when you look in your calendar the following day, whether your journal or it's in your phone, have I scheduled some movement and exercise for myself mm. okay also, don't end a work day without knowing if you're trying to get a grip with your food, don't end the work day without knowing when am I gonna eat? where am I gonna eat and do I anticipate any challenges in relation to the 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 food that I intend to eat. Because if people struggle with their food, it's because they're reactive with their behavior. They mm. eat what's in front of them in that environment. And if you're stressed, tired, bored, pissed off in that moment, you're going to eat shit. So if you can just simplify, okay, when are my opportunities to eat tomorrow? Um what what are the best choices in that environment? So it might be a restaurant, might be eating on the go. It might be an environment, maybe where you can forward plan your food a little bit, but just simplify Mm. and focus on those three principles. Tomorrow, everywhere I eat, can I eat some protein? Can I looking at my options, just make sure I'm minimizing uh, eating added sugar, processed food. Okay, then. um, So you got movement, you got food, and then just literally, like I just said to you, when you said to me about my personal, uh, what is my personal thing I like to do in the morning. What is the one thing that you could do in the morning that Mm. serves your mind, body, or both tomorrow? What is it? Is it breathing? Is it journaling? Is it maybe getting your exercise in, getting your movement in? Okay. Is it some stretching? Is it just, if you struggle to eat healthy with your first meal, can you just win the morning by eating something healthy first thing? But there's something so powerful in just, that will take you a matter of minutes in looking Mm. at your calendar before you sign off. Yeah. Right. Doing something for you that's putting positive intentions because I'm sure people have done this in business. What gets scheduled gets done. You're far mm-hmm. more likely to make it a, a, an action that's aligned to what you want if you've actually thought about what you're going to actually be doing rather than just waking up and hoping for the best.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. And, and, and you know, it's it, this investing in yourself and prioritizing you and, and being sort of kind to yourself. Um, yeah. Kirk, you've been like awesome. Seriously, this is one of the best sort of shares that we've had, and you've been utterly generous and, and just off the charts level of sort of generosity. So we'll, um, we'll look forward to speaking to you again. I know we're going to do a, 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 a sort of in-person thing when you're, when, yes, when you're next about. Uh, listen, have a really super day, really excited about all the different projects that you're doing, and we look forward to collaborating on stuff uh, going forward. But seriously,
1: amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Honestly, I really appreciate you having me. And um, yeah, if anyone else is a little bit overwhelmed, don't stress. It's, uh, you know, even if you just do one thing, create momentum from there. Thank yeah, you that's so
0: amazing. much. Yeah, you've got to start somewhere. And then and and, and then if you have the environment and the community, that will uh, really
1: help. That's smart. Exactly. Thank you so much.